Espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcão da área, de Bahia em choque, cruzou Gilberto, que confusão vai ser o primeiro tiro para dentro! Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa isolado para o gol. A Chapelão tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribadejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Good evening. Welcome. Episode 93, Darwin to the Rescue. Who would have thought we would have said that a year ago? Um, today, we have myself, we have Bill, we have Kenny, we have Oscar. And I realized earlier today that I never introduce myself. I never say my actual name. So the people that actually listen to us and don't watch us probably don't know who I am. So uh, I am Mike, your host, as usual. Bill, Kenny, Oscar joining me today. Gentlemen, how are we? What is up, boys? Coming from a win, coming from a win. Two in a row. We don't see that often. It feels good. Two in, a row. Right. Two in a row. Uh, today, we have, um, before I start, uh, wherever you're watching, whatever platform you're watching, give us a retweet, a share of this live. Um, get it out there, see if we can get a few more people here in the live. Um, those of you watching, leave your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your opinions. Para malta que esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade de deixar o vosso comentário, a vossa opinião. Uh, todos percebemos português, por isso uh, podemos abordar a, a tua questão ou a uh, opinião. Uh, não te esquecer que amanhã temos aqui o nosso podcast em português, um, com um painel diferente, por isso a partir das 21 horas da manhã uh, estaremos aqui de novo. Um, talk about Benfica 2, Santa Clara 1, a game that once again uh, started off a little rocky, uh, but somehow we managed to come away with three points. Uh, we will talk about the man of the moment, uh, Darwin Nunez. Um, we'll talk about some of his stats, uh, how it looks this year compared to last year, and get your opinions on uh, should Befica try their hardest to hold on to him this summer. It's very likely that some of the big boys will come knocking this summer. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think we should keep him? Do you think that if the right price tag comes in that we should let him go? Um, we'll talk about that. We'll look ahead to Bovista Benfica on Friday. Um, the opportunity to go one point back from Sporting and put a little bit of pressure on them um, going into the next league match. So uh, get your thoughts there. And at the end, which wasn't on our docket, but uh, figured a good exercise. We did it last year. Um, get your thoughts on the round of 16 of the Champions League. Uh, we'll run through uh, who you guys think is going to go through. Obviously, there's two games that already happened today. One of them, um, I think that we all know 
based on the result, who's going to go through. Um, the other one I think is still open. So we'll run through and kind of see who you guys think is going to progress to the next round. Um, so we will start with, uh, let's see, Carlos Nicolau. Boa noite, da Terra de São Majestade. Saudações gloriosas. Boa noite, Carlos. Boa noite, Carlos. Obrigado por participar aqui no nosso cantinho. Efica Tsusa declara one. Starting 11, he didn't make any changes from the victory against Tundela, which I think is a sign that, uh, you know, the team was was doing somewhat close to what he's looking for. Vlaco uh, is in goal. Grimaldo, Vertonghen, Otamendi, Lazaro on the right. Weigl, Paulo Bernardo, Gonçalo Ramos, somewhat of a triangle in the middle. Everton, Darwin, and Rafa. Um, a formation that kind of fluctuates in terms of how we line up with, without ball, certain certain phases of the game. Um, I'm going to start with, I'm going to bring up the highlights here too, and I'm able to show them without getting blocked because it's Benfica's uh, video and not someone else. Sport TV always blocks my videos and it's a pain in the ass. So uh, we'll watch the videos and highlights here while we talk about it. But uh, a game that I thought we started off okay. We created chances. We didn't take them. Darwin had one. Vertonghen had the shot with his right foot off the post or that deflected off the post. And then we can see the goal. And once again, the team kind of falls apart. Um, Kenny, I'll start with you. Um, what were your thoughts on this game and how it played out? Yeah, so like you mentioned, I think we had some early some early chances and maybe some unlucky um, some unlucky shots that didn't you know didn't happen to go in. Um, I thought that you know we had an un, you know a fortunate uh, PK go our way. Um, you know, it is obviously a PK, but it, the way it was a clumsy tackle. Yep. And so we, we, we got lucky there, I think, to, to get a, a PK and get something on the board. Cause I didn't think otherwise we were that much of a threat. I didn't think, you know, we were, um, we were dangerous uh, to say, right. So, um, I think that, that, that PK helped kind of loosen up the game a little bit. Um, but you know, even after going, um, even after, you know, two, one, I didn't, I never felt that the game was safe. Uh, I, I, I just don't feel confident in these guys. Um, it is back-to-back -back wins. That's a positive that you can take from it. But I, I never felt comfortable that, you know, we were in total control. I thought Santa Clara could have easily uh, tied that game. So, again, uh, an okay performance. Back-to-back um, -back wins. Darwin, you know, continuing his streak of, of goal scoring is nice. Um, but, you know, there's a tough test in Champions League coming up. We'll see what happens there. You guys, I don't know if you picked up on it, but Kenny mentioned Santa Clara could have tied it. His prediction, for those of you who don't know, was 2-2. <laughs> and Kenny's had a significant climb up the leaderboard um, in the last three weeks. He's He went from like 15th to like third. And if he had yeah. gotten the result right this time around, he would have been like one point back of first place. So he's yeah. he's on a high. And he's inside, although he wanted Benfica to win, of course. He's he's a little <laughs> bit bitter that he didn't get the result right. All um, right. I'll <laughs> take the L there. I'll take the L. All right. I'll take the L. Um, Bill, thoughts on this game and kind of what Kenny touched on um, and thoughts on uh, – wanted to get your thoughts. I'll ask you uh, Paulo Bernardo, right? So thoughts on the game. And then uh, we've seen uh, a handful of games now of Paulo Bernardo. Um, and in my opinion – I still don't I still haven't seen anything that stands out for me apart from him being a, a product of the youth. Um, obviously him being in there, he's not taking the place of, of any standout player. Jean Marie just came back from COVID, um, right? So 
uh, he's maybe the only one, but he's not taking the place of someone who's, you know, a star that you could say, why the hell is that guy on the bench and he's playing, right? But in my opinion, I haven't, I still haven't seen anything that stands out that says, like, he should be an absolute starter in this squad. Um, but thoughts on your side? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I agree with what Kenny touched on in the game. I think we were pretty lucky to go in at half, only down one. Um, we had those first two chances in the first, what, 20 minutes, and then from then on it was all Santa Clara. I think they could have had one, maybe two more. They, I know they had, like, a wide-open header on a corner that they probably should have um, – finished uh, so I think we were lucky to go in at half and then I think the game changed um, with the Tadopt and Yadam Chuck subs I think more so Tadopt I think Tadopt came in and that might have been the best half I've seen from Tadopt since well, I'm going to disagree with you there because he came <laughs> in he came in and ruffled the feathers of the game immediately but then he went on like a 15 minute stretch where he couldn't make I mean, a fucking pass yeah he was especially awful <laughs> Yeah, but he, he influenced he influenced he did. 100%. He changed that game so 100%. much. 100%. He changed the I game agree. in the first 10 minutes of the second half, but then it's almost like he got overconfident and literally every pass he made was bad. It was and, like And that's set up yeah. for you. That's, exactly. Like yeah, you, Jekyll and Hyde, like you don't true. know what to expect with him. But carry yeah. on, Bill. Uh and I, I yeah, like I said, I think he came in, he changed the game in that clumsy PK got us back into it and then Darwin with the nice finish, a little lucky. I mean, it came off the crossbar, but I mean, that's a hard um, finish to make one touch like that. Um, he did well. And I mean, it, it speaks volumes, I think, to the confidence he has right now. Cause I don't, last year, I don't know if he tries that. I think last year he might have tried to settle it and like Probably. get the perfect ball on the ground to be able to hit it. Whereas this year, it gets flying high. I mean, he's shooting from anywhere and he's, it seems like almost everything's going in. Um, as for Paulo Bernardo, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think there's, and we do it with a lot of our youth players coming from the Seychelles. Like, I think there's more buildup than the kid, like they might actually be a good player. Like, I think we just build them up to be these superstars. And once they get to the first team and they don't perform to the expectations that everyone thought, then it's like, well, this kid's a, a dud. Um, but I, he hasn't played bad, but again, he hasn't like I thought he stood had a, out a bad game against Santa Clara, but just yeah. Opinion. But I mean, like, but in 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 all the game, what the five games that he's played up until now, I don't think he's been horrible, but um, he definitely hasn't stood out. He definitely, um, I think, once the Mario is fit and ready to go, I think Mario easily takes that spot again. And if he doesn't, then that's you can start questioning the manager at this point. If well, if Mario doesn't get a spot back. You can question him because I think Sean Mario is 10 times the player Paulo Bernardo is right now. Oscar, um, but oh, go ahead. I, I, I just think our the way we are with any youth players, every youth player coming out of the Seychelles is a stud when that's not the case. And you're not going to get a Jean Felix every two years. Like it's going to take I think it's the a few years before, before we get another Jean Felix. I agree. Oscar, thoughts on the game? And I'm going to ask the same question of you, but it's going to be more towards uh, Gonzalo Ramos. Um, he's operating in a different position, um, almost like a hybrid striker in between the midfield and um, the striker. Very mobile. I get the sense that Nelson Verissimo was trying to play him in a similar role as Joan Felix did with Bruno Lage. Um, not sure he's the same type of player, uh, but thoughts on the game and thoughts on 
what you're seeing from Gonzalo Ramos in this new position? All right, the game, the game, the guys touched up, touched up on it. I mean, we could have easily gone 2-0 before 20 minutes in, and then we don't. We don't score those two opportunities that we had, and all of a sudden they come back and score 1-0 like a minute later, right? So, and then the game turns, like Bill said, the game turns into Santa Clara is more, more had created more chances. Befica looked a little lost, and um, and I was at that time. I'm like, dude, this is Befica that we've been used to, like. They they won't. That's another game they could have easily won, and if they took they took their opportunities, and they're gonna screw it up. And then second half comes, and to me it wasn't set up to change the game. I think Yarmouth shook shook the game a little bit more. Set up did the little like coming in and giving his little you know risky passes kind of opened up the game, and I agree with you guys. But I thought he was a clumsy, a clumsy fuck all second half. It's it just, it just to me, it just looked like he, he didn't get everything straight. And then I thought the game changed on that PK. And if you see the highlights, the PK basically the guy trips on 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 uh, Rafa. Uh, the guy, the, Rafa is going away from the goal, and he trips on him. Like, look, it's it's an accident PK. <laughs> yeah, he trips one hundred percent. Like, like he does, like he's tripping on his heel. I mean, it's a PK. But if it wasn't for this PK, I don't care if it's that off. Jeremy Chuk, I don't think Benfica wins this game, right? So that, but then as soon as Benfica scored that PK, Darwin, like it, it kind of broke us a little bit more, and uh, and uh, we had the opportunities to score the second goal, and we could have gone three. You know, Ramos could hit the net. We could have easily, <laughs> easily scored three, four goals. But like I said, this is a good game. Darwin could have had a hat trick. Easily had a hat trick. Ramos could have had a one or two, and we could have won this game and uh, easily. Now we struggle to to get our three points. When it comes to Ramos, is and Bill touched on it because it comes from the youth team. We tried to give him credit. If uh, uh, Raúl Tomás was in the same situation as Ramos, he wouldn't be here anymore. Yep. That's 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 almost a, a guarantee. He would have been like like he didn't. Raúl Tomás didn't score many goals when he was here. Within six months, he was gone. We're giving this kid chances just because he's from the, the youth team. But I don't know if you guys saw, Erdete actually came out this week and said that he came to Benfica, but he didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw okay. that too. So, yeah, but, that, but I, I, thought, I thought I thought I thought Tomas hustled in, on the, in the I game. I liked him. I thought he, they used him wrong. He, he hustled. Yeah. like, and I, and I don't disagree. Ramos hustles too. But he's not scoring goals. And as a striker, I want goals. That's all I can say. I agree. Kenny, and uh, it's, Dave. And it's not like he's not getting – like time good chances to score correct well, he was, he's yeah. had some like he's he's getting in good spots and like he's had clear scoring chances and he's missing like that's yeah. and that, that that's like that's concerning when you're getting good looks and you, you can't seem to find the back of the net kenny these guys touched on the youth dave uh sending a, a hi to dave for for joining us um is that the standard now for the club's youth system, Jean Felix or Bust? What are your thoughts on this, given what you know Oscar and Bill just mentioned and what we've talked about in the past? Like, do you think that we've obviously the standard isn't set by the club, right? These are the fans and the and the media that create this hype, right? And it's almost like Jean Felix came out and set that bar, right? And that like now the goal is like who's the next guy that's gonna come in and set that bar? And in in many ways, that's very unrealistic. What do you think about that? No, I agree. I, I agree that it's unrealistic. And that's why that's why, you know, depending on or trying to uh, think that the, the youth is the answer to the problems is is unrealistic. Like you do have to sprinkle it, sprinkle them into the squad, but have the right expectations of what they can do immediate. Like and it depends on 
the current status of the squad, right? The immediate impact or the type of results you're going to get from them. But yeah, un- unfortunately, the the standard is kind of set with with the big names because you don't remember anyone else, right? You remember Jean Felix, you remember Bernardo Silva, Renato Sanchez. Those are the guys that you remember. So unfortunately, yeah, the standard is high for the youth academy, and that that's like that's like a global brand. I mean, Benfica's academy is known worldwide for the products that have come out of there. So when, you know, we see performances like Paulo Bernardo and Gonzalo Ramos and they're not panning out, I mean, what? of course you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be critical. I mean, because in my opinion, I agree with what Bill just said. The It's not like these guys aren't getting the chances this year, right? We com- we, we used to complain or people used to complain, oh, these guys don't get enough minutes. They're not getting opportunities. Well, these guys are getting the opportunities, and what are they doing it doing it with it? And, and honestly, I think we all agree that they're not doing much with it. And yes, we expect immediate results because of the situation we're in. And we saw how how impactful João Felix was during that time. You know, we were, you know, doing bad. The coach gets fired. João Felix comes in, immediately turns turns the team over. So we expect a squad that doesn't have that much talent you know, or, or little talent on the team, you would expect something from these kids. And especially, you know, you know, they're doing so well on the B team, right? The B team's up at the top of the table. These, you know, let's, let's see what they can do on the A team. And the reality is it's a whole different game. It's a whole different thing for these kids. And, and I, I have, you know, tempered the expectations. I've never been high on the youth. I've, I've been, very like, you know, we have to be careful with how we sprinkle them into the squad, but there's been, uh, my brother's one of them, right? Yep. He's every youth player that gets named is the next Stunt. like superstar. And that goes for a lot of, a lot of people that like talk big about the youth yeah. and it's, it's not the reality. It's just, it just isn't the case. There is more examples of kids that have gone through the youth oh. that have been busts than there 100%. are success, but yep. everyone, unfortunately, because of, of Jean Felix's and Renato Sanchez, all these kids, the standard is set with those, you know, five, six, seven, eight players that that are, you know, that were top guns. Um, I, so I have my my comment on that. Can I mean I agree with what you're saying, but I uh, I also disagree on one thing. Is like we, even without the youth players playing, like say take out take out Gonzalo Ramos and put Yarmichuk for the Gonzalo Ramos, right? Take out um, uh, Paulo Bernardo and put João João uh, Mario João Mario for for Paulo Bernardo, right? Yeah, and we're still sucking. So like so you sprinkle in a youth player and we're not gonna get better or play awesome because the the main team the team that's supposed to be our our, our eleven is not performing so like like when Juan Felix started shining we had players around him or the team was playing well and he was able to shine like we had like he like the, it benefited Juan Felix right now the, the team's sucking I don't think Gonzalo Ramos shining is gonna is 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 gonna is even a possibility because because the team as a whole is not performing. I think changing the system that we changed with the going back to four back is going to take some time to adapt into to for the players to adapt. Rafa lost lost forgot how to play. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this play, there's players out there like not the youth team, but the players have to basically come together again as a team and perform as a team, and then sprinkle on these youth players and see what they can do. Yeah, I agree with you, Oscar. I was going to say, Kenny, I think that the the impact, I think, of the current situation of the, the team also 
dictates a lot of how that happens, right? Because you think about a, a Paulo Bernardo coming into the team and say the team's winning, the team's playing well, it's free-flowing, everyone's confident around you, that yeah. is going to instill confidence in those youth players. Um, with that said, apart from that, right, apart from the collective aspect, I think that from the from the individual aspect, I still think there's a lot missing there. And I think we talked about it in our group chat where – I felt like, and again, this comes with experience and time, et cetera, uh, but I felt like every time the ball went through Paulo Bernardo's feet, it slowed the game down, right? His decision-making is delayed. And again, that's natural, right? He's young, big stage. The team's not confident, right? So you're not going to make decisions on the fly as well as you would maybe on the B team where there's less pressure. The team's gelling, right? Mm-hmm. But in on, on one side, I do think that we overhype it. Um, on the other side... Um, maybe we should also be maybe more cautious on how we sprinkle these kids in, in the moments that we sprinkle them in to maybe lessen the pressure on them as well. Right. Because they're basically getting tied to a tree and everyone's beating them up with a stick while the whole team that should be stepping up is letting them down. Right. So like we're expecting the stars and the moon from these youth kids, right. When the guys that are around them that are making millions and we expect more aren't helping the case either. I have I have a, I have a good, a good example. Look at Ferro, right? Ferro, when the team was performing and playing really well, he looked like the next better than Luis down. I said he was going to be better than Ruben Diaz. Like, yeah, I think like, a lot he, of us said he's going to be better than because Ruben Diaz. Just, just because the team around him was performing, which made made him confident, and he looked like a stud. And then when the team started sucking or or not performing as well or lost some pieces, he looked like he, everything went by him. Like he looked like he never played soccer in his life. So like that's what I'm talking about. The youth is like. You need if the team is performing around this youth player, they all look like studs, and 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 I think it benefited Joan Felix in that sense because he had the team performing around him, made him look like a stud. And like look, you just look at Atletico Madrid right now; he doesn't look like a stud, right? Because Atletico as a team is not performing. Overall, they have way more talent than Benfica ever. hundred percent, but, but oh, they also play a, a more. I also teams. think it's a it's a well. Let that me, let system me, does not fit Joan Felix. Well, let me let me let me kind of flip it. Let me flip it on the other side. I mean, so do are these guys only good when they play around good players? That's a valid point too, Kenny. No, because, it, it, because it, I remember the team can when, be struggling. The team can remember, struggle all they want, but good players, you'll always see like they'll stand bits, out. You'll see bits of it, even if they're struggling. Every once in a while, you'll see something, and you can go, "All right, this no, this, this kid has something there." And I haven't I, from either of these two. I haven't seen it like when at, the, when the at this team, level. When the team right. had won, exactly. when the team won uh, four in a row, right, and we didn't invest, and everyone complained that we didn't invest, but they wanted to like continue it down the Seychelles path, right? And the Jetsons, the the um, the Fernandes, Alpha Samir, was all those kids during that season, they didn't pan out. Was it because the team? I mean, we just came off four in a row. Was it because the team wasn't good enough, or was it because the the kids weren't weren't that good or as good as we thought they were? I mean, a lot, a lot of the arguments can be said, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Like the team, it, I agree. This team is not that good. I, I don't, I don't want to put too much. That's why I'm, I'm, I actually believe to keep riding the Paulo Bernardo and Gonzalo Ramos, ride them out and see if anything actually comes out of them. It is a good time to do it. But at some point you also have to look at the eye test. I don't, I really don't see Paulo Bernardo to me is not a dynamic player. I don't, I don't see the it factor in the midfield form. Gonzalo Ramos at the end of the day, he's got to score goals. 
and he struggles to do that. I mean, he has some pretty bad misses already this season. So at the end of the day, they have to either turn it on or, yeah, they're going to be another Nelson Oliveira or or all the other busts. I mean, the list goes on with the busts. And, and I, think Oscar, I think when it comes to Gonzalo Ramos, I think Oscar said it. Like, if it was any other forward that had this many opportunities, that missed right. that many chances, like, we, the fans would be all over him, like, ready to fucking hang him, like, get him out of the club, like, he's done. But this kid's from the Seychelles, and everyone wants to give him more chances, and he's not going to have enough time, blah, blah, blah. Like, to me, he's had plenty of time. Like, he's had plenty of time he this year. He has 31 appearances this season yeah. with three goals. goals. He has, what, three goals? Yeah. Three goals. And, Two in the four, four goals and three assists. And, and to be league? honest, I think strikers probably the where you can make the most impact. I mean, it's, it's like Oscar says, black or white. You're either scoring goals or you're not. And if, if you're not, then, yeah, you. I mean, I he think you, four you goals. know what you got there. He has four goals in the league. He scored against Maritimo in the 7-1. He scored the second goal in Aroca to make it 2-0. He scored the goal last week or two weeks ago against Joe Vicente, and he scored one of the goals against Tundela. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's I had mean, plenty of, in my opinion, he's had plenty of no, opportunity to share, and I, I, we, he's we missing saw... clear chances, which is the more concerning thing. Like, your play can suck, but as a striker, when you get in those chances, like, your number one job is to fucking put the ball in the back of the net. And if you're getting in those spots and you can't do it, that's concerning. He, he is, I mean, he's, he's a hustler. I don't give that that kid does not stop running. He, he, I agree. He's a guy guy that presses up high. He's a guy that runs across the field to follow the the defenders with the ball, wherever the ball goes. So he's a hustler, but, but we judge him on goals, right? Because he's a striker. We did the same with Darwin last year. It didn't matter how many assists he had. Yeah. We saw, we saw we saw a little bit of uh, of Gonzalo Ramos and what he can do on the U21 national team because uh because you know he was scoring goals and and they play some decent you know teams you know so uh, we see some we see we can we can do and maybe he just needs confidence maybe he just needs to 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 get surrounded by a few better players and get confidence and maybe he to start scoring I don't know we saw the same thing about Nelson Oliveira and this would happen I hope that's the case because he uh, a lot of people that know him professionally a lot of his old teammates say that he is very good um but then again you brought up a good point nelson nelson Oliveira. he was part of that olympic national team yeah right that went to the final he against brazil to the final. and when you look at that brazil team and that portugal team 95 percent of that brazil team are top players and 99 percent of that portuguese team no one even knows where the hell they are today nelson Oliveira is the only one i can remember from that team i don't even know where he's playing anymore yeah, I think he's in I mean, England second division somewhere. I think, yeah. right? So it's it's just a, a big thing. Anyone want to? Uh, Dave's comment here. What age do you guys think is a player's prime? Anyone want to? 26, 20, yeah, 25, 26. 26, yeah, so. between like twenty six and but, like twenty nine. How do you how do you right like when you think of like Mbappe? Right, he's what twenty one. Right, like, yeah. do you think he's only going to hit his prime in five years? No, no, no. Some no. players, some players reach their prime earlier, right? Mbappe, right. Mbappe is one of. The, come on, I'll say fucking say Mbappe, 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 Mbappe. So he's he's one that reached there early. Like he showed it today. The guy's a fucking stud, right? Uh, but you, but you have most players. Most players struggle or or to get com- comfortable or confident until 24, 25, and then they start shining at 26, yep. 27. That's when they hit the prime maturity level and experience level all together. And at and the time, at that age, you're like, yeah, at, the, at the age, your your body is developed. Still playing. 
yeah, at that age, your body's already developed into a, a into a, a man instead of like a, a kid that's like you know hitting the and, gym just to get some muscle. And so let me let me let me, and I don't know if if da if David's getting to the point where like oh well then we have to give them time because they're so young we need to wait till we get to 26, 20. I don't like th that's not how it works in my opinion. I mean you can't just like sit on a guy if we're gonna just wait till he gets to his prime then he's gonna sit on the B team until he gets to that prime or we're gonna give him chances and keep riding out poor performances. And, and that affects, you know, the, the A squad in general. Like, you, you have to make an immediate impact. That's it, it, When you get your shot, you have to take it and you have to do make an immediate impact or else, yeah, your, your career starts off slow and it's not going to get any better. It might, but you're not going to get that many opportunities as a young kid. So if, if we're going to just wait till they're 26 and they're just going to be sitting on the B team until then, until they get until um, you know until there's an, a spot on the team that might come open or whatever but like these kids are get, getting opportunities at a young age take it and do the best with it or else i think you're fucked yeah and unfortunately then you run into the issue of like the florentinos of the world right, right. Who, they're already older and they don't want to go back to the b team right so let yeah, me right. go somewhere else abroad right and even if i don't play there fuck it i make a lot more money and look, exactly. At the end of the day, too, it's a business for Benfica. These kids are there to make to make money. So if you don't make an immediate impact, we're not going to keep riding you on the A team with poor performances and losing value. We're going to either ship you off or you're going to like, you know, you're going to get put back on the B team or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, I, I totally but, but understand I, what they're doing. I see I see what David is saying, though. Like, we, we didn't give or were patient enough to, with, with players like Bernardo Silva, right? And and we shipped them out early because it, at that are, time. But yeah, those are know, like edge cases, right? Like it's I, easy for I, us to look back now and say, right? Like was it managed incorrectly? And sure. Well, but hold on. Can I say something? Let's look yeah. at the team at the time. What's who's to say that at right. the team at that time, Bernardo Silva get, goes to the A team, he sees any minutes and becomes the player that he is. So they were stacked. No, that year. I, I get it. But, but but like uh, like Gonzalo Ramos, you think right now he's he's a, he, I'm sure he's ambitious. He's got ambitions on like uh, he's not going to be like, OK, I, I don't want to be in the B team. Either you guys play me or do I have a chance here to play in the A team or get, sell me at this time? They don't want to wait until the 25, 26. Right. I think Fika right in bench or right in the B team to be in there and at their prime. They want to go. Hey, if you guys don't believe in me right now, then send me off. And that you also, have to, that's, you also that's, have to earn your spot. You're not going to get a spot on a, oh, on a team oh, just you're from, from the youth I know, academy. I know. Like, I know. You're given the opportunity. You have, Like Kenny said, you have to grab it and take it. Yeah, and that's what Ruben Diaz did. Ruben Diaz was given opportunity because somebody got hurt, and he never left it. He, he, got, yep. he got it. He, like, he legit like, went to play and never lost it again. So, And that's what happened to Joao Felix, too. He came in, and that's it. You're, you're a starter from now on. And I was hoping the same thing from Gonzalo Ramos. I was hoping that he would come in and and like right now that we that we have guys like Darwin wasn't performing at the beginning. Yarmanchuk is new. Sefarvik got hurt. This is opportunity to to hey, yeah. this is my 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 time to basically gain a spot on this team and stay. And be, he started the season as our yeah. number one striker. Yeah. And he so, did a lot in the preseason. Yeah, preseason and the those those early Champions League games, the qualifiers. And then like, he didn't. So, so unfortunately, like to answer, I think it was Mark's question, or maybe it was David's. Dave. David's. I think it is the standard. I mean, it's the standard that we set for ourselves yeah. that we expect immediate impact from the kids, or else, you know, we move on. Unfortunately, that's just the way. But I it think is. we're also at a a big enough club where you have to, right? Like, you, 
we're in a we're at a point where we're not like a developing club, right? Like we're not a Braga or a Guimarães, yeah. right? Where it's like, okay, we can give right. Braga's got a kid, uh, Roger, I think his name is. He's like seventeen, right? Like we, they have the opportunity to build it up, right? Like the expectation isn't so high. But if it goes, you know, two years without winning a title, it's like the fucking world's on fire, right? And naturally, right? Our expectation is we want to win titles, right? So you have to balance out like how much risk do I take with the youth? Right. And if shit goes haywire, right. Like sure. Some people will be like, Oh, what's the youth. But at the end of the day, people will be like, I don't care if it's the fucking youth, if it's the old guys, we want to win. Yeah. Right. But if things are going well, they're like, yeah, yeah, we want the youth. Right. But when shit starts to hit the fan, you're like, well, we're not winning. What's the, what's going on here? Yeah. Right? And you have to, you have to think another thing. Like we, the youth that we had in the past, that the guys that started shining, like Renato Sanchez and Joan Felix and all that, they came into a team where they had a guy in their position that could, that could legit teach him. Like John Felix had Jonas, right? That Jonas was there in the same like the same club. Like you look into Jonas, you're like, okay, he is a person I want to be. The, like the, basically the level I want to get to. And right now, you look at you look at players like Rafa, you look at players like uh, like uh, you know Gonzalo Ramos. Who they looked up to? Like they have, they have. Well, Rafa has already been there and he's done that. Like, he, but he had Salvio in front of him where he could look up to him, right? But you have Gonzalo Ramos looking at Sefirovic. Is that the, is that the, like the level you want to reach? Like as a as a mature player in your in your position? Like we don't have the, the example for these players to to like listen. I want to be that guy. We don't. And the guy and the guy that's scoring. Is Darwin and he's only two years older than two, him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, oh shit! Look, two kids, two kids learning how to play, maybe learning with each other. It's like almost like somebody starts a new job and the and nobody gets trained. Like, hey, listen, throw yourself to the wolves, <laughs> learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Um, to close out this game, uh, so we can move on to Darwin. Um, uh, who are your who's your MVP, Kenny? I'll start with you. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Darwin for the game winner. Goal point reading has him at six point nine. Um, Grimaldo was next with Lazaro at a 6.5. Uh, Paulo Bernardo and Tarap surprisingly 6.0. Rafa with a 6.3. Um, the lowest score went to Gonzalo Ramos with a 4.3. Um, and Maite got a 4.8. Uh, Bill, MVP? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to Darwin. I think the two goals, um, work he does off the wall, I think well deserved. Uh, Oscar? Uh, yeah, for, before I get, I say Darwin because it's going to be Darwin, but I'm going to respond to Mark because I, I love that question and that comment that he put. Which so one? the one that says how much did we uh, love that our beat oh, our... this one? <laughs> All right, I'll tell you one thing. So today's game, and I, obviously this is not a Benfica story, so whatever. So, but I, everybody watches the Champions League. Yeah. So we watched Bernardo Silva play, Cancelo was playing, and the Sporting fans booed or whistle every time Bernardo touched the ball. You hear whistles, right? You hear like them, like uh, basically it's a Benfica player, and him scoring almost a hat trick, and he could tell that like he was like giving it to them, like yeah. hey, a lot. I do. I I kind of giggled. I, I enjoyed seeing that. <laughs> Even though I want, I I not no disrespect. I want a Spartan to do well. <laughs> no, did disrespect. you though? Did you? I, I I did. I did. I I even I thought I thought they would put put up a fight today. I thought they would. I thought that it, wasn't it was putting up a fight. That's I the was best not. Could do. I know, but I thought they would put up a fight. I legit thought it was going to be a two. I thought it game. would be closer. I agree. Yeah. At home, I thought it would be closer. Yeah, away, I was. I'm not expecting anything. But at home, I I figured a two to one maybe. Dude, they 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 went to they beat Dortmund like. Was it three one or whatever it was like a 
3-0. And I could expect something from Sporting a little bit more. And and it just didn't happen. And Bernardo Silva was probably one of the biggest reasons. Just no proved dis- the no uh, disrespect. No disrespect. Just, just no prove the yeah. difference in realities between the Portuguese league and, and the Premier League. Um, Oscar, who's your MVP? It's Darwin. Darwin. I mean, he could have had three, four goals, but I'll take the two that he scored. 50%. Mark also Actually. said, I've never seen a fan base give a standing ovation for 05 ass beating. Um, Benfica fans did the exact same thing when Benfica lost at home against Sporting 3-0 when JJ was the coach. And, and Bayern this coach. year. We got smoked by the Champions League. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, uh, I have an uncle who's a Spartan fan, and I remember vividly him saying when Benfica did that against Spartan that he was like, Otinia Borgogna, blah, 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 Fosinios Mos Adeptus. And I can't wait to see him to ask him what his opinion was of today, which, again, me as a fan, I'm not opposed to it, right? I think it shows the team that you're with them, it gives the team confidence, right? You understand the realities are different. Um, but just curious to see if the opinion is still the same, given that now the tables have turned and, and you're on that side and, and not on the other side. So, but yeah, I I don't agree, Mark. We we've done it. Benfica has done it in the past at the start of the lose. It wasn't five zero. It was three zero. But and, and Sparting's still fighting for for the league. Like they they yeah. can't just like get on top of their players. Like they got to stay behind them. They they still got a lot to play for. So, I I, I totally understand it. Mark says, sorry, I love Benfica more than Pop 6, Comentega, which means I hate everything Sporting. <laughs> Thanks for your time. No, I mean, I like Pop I 6, Comentega too. <laughs> Warm ones, preferably. Uh, but no, your your opinions are absolutely uh, welcome. Um, and, and keep giving us your thoughts. We appreciate it. And thanks for tuning in. Um, segue into our next topic, Darwin's future. Um, so this year, Darwin Nunez has... Um, a total of 23 goals, two assists, and 28 appearances. 18 goals and 18 appearances in the league, two assists. Three goals and six appearances in the Champions League. Two goals and two appearances in the League Cup. When we compare that to last year, Darwin finished with 14 goals and 12 assists and 44 appearances last year. So he already has nine more goals, um, less assists, um, but he's got nine more goals and almost a 1,000 less minutes than he did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so significant uh, difference. Um, his assists going down, I think we've talked about it in the past. I think maybe in, in some way, and Bill touched on it earlier as well, I think in some way shows the level of confidence that he has, right? Last year, he was more likely to give the ball up to someone else. This year, he seems more likely to take it on himself. This year, he has um, a lot of times been our driving force. Um, right with his individual plays. Yes, sometimes he looks like he still has two left feet. Um, but at the end of the day, he's probably been our most influential player this year. Um, and just looking at his numbers in the last 10 games, uh, let me see if this is so. In his last, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, in his last seven appearances in the league, he has three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten goals in his last seven league appearances. Right. So like he is confident he's firing on all cylinders. It's very likely that someone's going to come in for him in the summer. His release clause is 150 mil. The likelihood of us getting that is unlikely. Uh, West Ham came in for 55 or 60 plus uh, goal money or uh, uh, objective money. Um, and Benfica said, no, we, we think he's going to give us more. Um, so wanted to get your thoughts on. Do you think that Benfica is going to be able to hold on to him? And do you think that Benfica should make an effort? 
um, to hold on to him, given him, given the impact, given his age, and given hopefully his path of progression that maybe one more year can really take him to that next level. And who knows, maybe we can have another Jean-Felix type transfer value um, on the docket. Oscar, I'll start with you. Uh, I think he's obviously going to be more only more valuable if you give it a few years, right? But I think it all depends on the project Benfica has set up for next year. It all depends on what Ricosa has planned for Benfica. Uh, what acquisitions are going to be uh, uh, getting in? Uh, because if uh, if it's just a continuation of this year, I think both Darwin and Benfica benefit by him leaving, right? Because it's money in the coffers, and we probably it's not something that we have an excess of. So uh, so I think I think it all depends on the project and the plan to recost us for this team next year. If somebody comes knocking with sixty five. In the summer, it's, it all depends on the plan. So, if Ricosta thinks, okay, Darwin, you're going to be crucial for this project that we have put in place for next year. Uh, you're going to be the guy, our main guy, or main driving force in, in our attack. We're going to surround, get a team around, you know, you and whoever else that they think is crucial on that team, and and build build a strong team for next year. And next year, you'll you'll you guarantee, unless you get hurt, that you're going to be getting a lot more offers, a lot bigger. And I think Darwin. Will benefit by staying an extra year in, in Portugal because if he goes to a, a England and he starts like not, you know, st- stuck in the first few games, you can see a, a career going down the drain, right? We saw with Renato Sanchez, he went too early, right? So, so we, I think it will benefit both Darwin and Benfica to keep him, depending on the project that Benfica has and set in place for for next year. So but, I would at sixty five, and if the project is good for Darwin and Benfica, I think it's a good idea to st- keep him. And, but, but I'm asking you, if you don't know what the project is, so, right, somebody just says, listen, regardless of what Benfica has going on in the background, if somebody comes knocking on the door for $65 million, you as a fan, would you be happy if you heard that Benfica sold him for $65 million? No, 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 because the what, better question, you, what's what's your selling price, Oscar? Yeah, I was just going to say. For, for Darwin? Yeah. Right like, now, somebody like, – what, What's the minimum you'll take, like, not, not knowing anything else for the future? Yeah. What's your minimum you'll take? That you think is realistic based on where he is today uh, and where right, we here, can expect here, him to here, be. Here's the thing. Like me as a fan, I don't care about the cough, right? I don't care about the money in the in the bank. To me, that, that doesn't win me games. It, Darwin wins me games. Me as a fan, I wouldn't let him go for less than 100000 100 million as a fan, right? But I don't know the reality behind the cough or behind the, the, the admin situation of Benfica. But as a fan, I would not let him go for less than 100 but I would say, just to your point, right? If 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 Benfica was in financial problems, I think they would have accepted West Ham's offer this this January, right? Like I think it was fifty five million pounds, and I think it was fifteen in objectives, right? So fifty five seventy million pounds, right? It's a significant amount of cash, um, right? It is, but it's 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 basically suicide when it comes to to results. Correct, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if the if the issue was money, right? I think that they would have pulled the trigger in January and said, "Listen, you know, like we're pretty far back already. Let's let's take this money and let's maybe you know put some some more onus on Yaramchuk on Gonzalo Ramos. Maybe we can invest a little bit of it in January if something comes up or we find the right deal. But you know, we need monies, and this is one offer that we can't turn. I think Benfica saying no, we want to hold on to him because we think he can be more value." 
at least for me, gives me some assurance that from a financial perspective, that's the least of our worries when it comes to stuff like this. But again, we don't know, right? This right. is just an assumption on our part. Um, Bill, what do you think? And what's your uh, ask? What's your what's your selling price? <clears throat> so right now, my selling price would well, be right I, now in the sense of right. We know how many goals and what how he's performed now, right? And and if we had to take a guess based on what's remaining, so like the in the season, summer. Right. Like if yeah. he's at 23 goals today, right. I would assume that in all competitions, he'd probably, he'll probably get the 30 goals. Yeah. Right. At yeah. a minimum, I would assume unless something, something goes wrong, but yeah, yeah. just in, in terms of where you think he's going to get by the end of the season. Yeah. I think in the summer, I think a realistic selling price, given what he's been doing and projecting out, uh, I wouldn't go for anything less than 80, 85. Okay. So that's low. Right, I think I think he could go for more given goal scorers like you pay top dollar for a goal scorer and if he if he gets close to that 40 goal range then that is when you start getting into the to that 100 mil mark. Um but I would I would do everything we could to hold on to him given that next year is a World Cup year. Players if he goes to the World Cup and I think Uruguay is in a pretty good spot to make the World Cup. It's a good um, take. If he gets into, if they get into the World Cup and he stars at the World Cup, then that hundred mil is the low mark. That's where you start. If he has a great World Cup and a good season, you start at hundred. Like that's or that's like your low. You like you. We could see more than Jean Felix. We could see like. In that hundred, the the 130, 140, 150, you have no clue. Like, yeah, but, but, you, has, Bill, you're, but you're talking gambling. You're gambling because you, you could you're not gambling, even start. You're gambling with anyone's future. Yeah, yeah, but a young you, kid's future. You're gambling with it. You're banking. He's been playing. He's been starting in the in the qualifiers the last few games. So you're kind of banking on he keeps the form up at Benfica. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's have. Scoring, you know, he hasn't been scoring, but I mean, Uruguay hasn't been scoring a whole lot as a team, and they're an old team. But, but if they, he goes they to the have World Cup, and, and Darwin, and they can't score. Right. But if he goes to the World Cup and has a good World Cup, then you you can sell him for high. If he doesn't have a girl a girl World Cup, then you're still, and he has a good season, then where we are right now, we're in that hundred or the eighty to hundred mil range, and you're still making a huge profit on on a, a young player. So I think, given the World Cup and the potential for it to be a huge payday, I think we hold on to him for another season. And and kind of hope that he has a good season, continues what he's doing now. Next year he plays well, continues to score goals, and then he has a good World Cup, and then your price goes up at that Dave, point. Dave Dave makes a good point here. What if he's a non-factor, similar to what Oscar said? Yeah, like he's yeah. been good. He's been getting called up to the to the World Cup team, uh, or to the national the team. Cup. They they currently are in uh, fourth place, so the top four qualify. And then fifth place goes to an interconfederation playoff. Um, they're fourth with 22 points. Peru is fifth with 21. And Chile is sixth with 19. Uh, so a three-point gap between them going direct and not making it all. Um, and they have played 16 of the 18 games. So there's two games remaining um, for them to play. So are they? they're currently in a place next? to go. So their next games will be... Um, Uruguay plays at home against Peru. So that's basically that's, a six pointer. That's, that's a game. 
So that's the next game. And then the game, their last game is Uruguay goes to Chile. And Chile's Another fighting one. to get into. So there's two tough games yeah. coming up for them. Yep. No, I agree. But, I mean, if he's a non-factor World Cup, I think we're sitting at the same spot we are right now. Right? Like, he has a good World Cup. His price skyrockets. Yep. If he's a non-factor, I don't think it hurts him. All that as long much. as he's as long as he's remaining remaining consistent at Benfica at the club at the club level, if he next season comes in and has another thirty goal season like we're projecting him to have right now, if he has another thirty goal season, I think we're sitting in the same spot we are right now next year. If he has a good World Cup, that price skyrockets. I think so. I I think the potential to make a huge payday with the World Cup is enough incentive to to try to hold on to him for another season. Okay. Um, Kenny, before I pass it, I want to just give a shout out here to Joaquin. Say hi to Joaquin, who's been in the chat. Edwindo Moura. Um, good evening, my friend. Um, and I guess I'll give this question to you guys as well. Dave says, "Can anyone give me a that's funny a, compar- gonna... a comparison of a striker similar age with similar value?" So, I'll, Kenny, I'll let you take that um, uh, first. Well, it's it's funny because. I- I, I wouldn't be able to give you a comparable, but I was going to bring that up because I think I don't, I don't see, despite all the goals, I don't see Darwin as a pure out and out striker. He loves to float a lot to that left side. Um, so he's kind of a, a weird player. I was going to ask you guys the same type of like, if what your thoughts on his style of play is, because I, I don't see him as, as an automatic striker. Like I don't see him as a Jonas. But let right. me ask you this, right? You don't see him as an automatic striker. When I think of Darwin and how he likes to play, and and the name that I'm going to throw out there, don't don't take it like I'm comparing them from a going. skill. I'm exactly not comparing them from a skill level. I'm comparing them from a a movement perspective, the occupancy of space. Mbappe. Mbappe okay. is not an out and out striker. But for me, he reminds me a lot of Darwin in the sense wide. of he likes to play wide. He mm-hmm. likes to come inside. He's got pace. He, he obviously pace. doesn't have the strength. Obviously, he's more technical. But that's from a comparison perspective, I would compare him to him in the sense of the movement and the occupancy of space. Again, I'm not comparing them in terms of skill, yeah. in terms yep. of levels, completely different. But that's would be my comparison from a, a positional perspective and an occupancy of space. But I don't know if you guys should. Well, if you, if you look at it like, young strikers or young forwards that are like putting up these numbers and have these huge release clauses. Like you have Holland, which is they're rumored to be 150 mil, whatever his release clause is. And, and then Mbappe. And I can't think of many other like young strikers or forwards that have that like, well, they have like the, the Darwin, like the Darwin build, like Darwin's a big dude. Lalovic is a big dude. Yeah, but exactly. he's, for and me, he's I mean, an out and out striker, though. Right, right. exactly. A little, but in, he just went in the January transfer under for what? 75. 70? 75. And that's in January, which you never fucking see yeah. that type of money flowing around. So I, I think like Darwin is in that type of realm, but, I think, right now. But what worries me with Darwin is, and I know he's on a hot streak <laughs> right now, is like his 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 way of playing, he could easily go dry. Um you know, he can go five games without scoring a goal. I feel like, like it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. He's on a hot streak right now and he scored a lot this year, but what worries me is like, he could go dry just because he's not, to me, he's not an out and out try. He's a forward. He's not a winger, but he loves to like, kind of like Mike said, float to that, to that left side and then come in. 
and he's not always in the box. And I mean, he's, he's found himself in the right spot to score goals this year, but I can absolutely see him go on like a complete dry spell and just kill his value. Right. So yeah, I, I understand like we have to have like, where's your selling price, but you like someone else mentioned in the comments, like, what if, what if he completely goes dry or he doesn't make the world cup squad now, his value drops and you didn't, you had a chance to get rid of him and you didn't. Um, and to me, that's where the risk is. Right. Cause I, I don't think he's an automatic, like guaranteed goal scorer, like top notch player. And I, I like the kid and I've defended the kid, but he is clum Like he's got that clumsy feel to him. Um, so that's what worries me, but I do agree that if things kind of keep projecting as they are, right. He's a 30 goal scorer this year. He gets into, you know, they get into the world cup. He, he doesn't even have to like really do well in the world cup. I think just being there just ups his value. I think what comes down to um, next year, whether he's remains on the team or not might depend on whether we get into champions league. Um, similar to Ruben Diaz, uh, how the situation that happened with him, I think we could have a similar situation where like, if we don't qualify uh, we might have to sell and he might be one of those guys that we kind of just have to cut ties with. I think he's also, there's a lot of leverage on his side where I do think he, and Oscar might laugh at this, right? I think he does have some passion for being here. And I, I think that mean, I'm sorry, but I think it means, it means something, even if it's a little piece of the puzzle, I think he likes being here, but if we're not in champions league, I think he's also going to have to check out his options and he might have a lot to say with whether he stays or not. So I agree. I don't think at this point in time, especially if he's a 30 goal scorer, hundred million minimum, but you do, you do kind of risk, you know, his value decreasing. If like, let's say he doesn't get into champions league. Um, you're not, I mean, I'm sorry, into the world cup, let's say you miss the champions league. Well, you just lose all the leverage there and you might be forced to sell for a lot cheaper. Fair. I think with the, the Ruben Diaz thing, like we missed out on champions league that year and we weren't in it the year before, like there was money being missed from the year prior this year. We made Champions League. We got out of the group. Like we've and made. And we also good... hadn't made. We had lost money because of the whole pandemic as well. Right. Like we've made. So we've was... made a good chunk of change this season on but Champions League. Already. What's what's Darren's contract even? I don't even know what it is, but I think he has a lot to say too. Twenty twenty five. This contract. I think he signed like a five year deal. Hold on. His contract is up in. I just had it up here. He is in contract. Yeah, until June thirtieth, twenty twenty five. How okay. old is Darwin? Twenty two. Twenty two. He'll be twenty three right. in June. Here's here's in in there's the two guys that I think is closer to Darren that I think right at this age 22 years old there's there's actually the guy that got transferred to Juventus now the striker Zalovic yeah Zalovic yeah that guy he's a big body in in reminds me of Darren and the other guy that's playing with Mourinho Zaniolo yep. also a big body that young guy that 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 has a, a presence and then i think he's a mix of those guys and i think to be honest with you because he's he's to me is like a fast winger type of striker that plays in there right is like a vini jr vinicius like he's got the, the pace and he's got he takes players on and then he's got the big body like like a zaniolo or or like a juventus striker that's that's my my comparisons to and they're both young they're all young and i think that's what we're going to be seeing in the future is is these guys going forward uh Before we say anything else, boa noite, Carlos. Uh, obrigado e boa noite uh, uh, para ti. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I think there's a lot of up 
uh, or a lot of opportunity here for Benfica to make a significant amount of money. But then again, like we also haven't talked about the fact that um, if he has a, a good two games against Ajax, or like that puts him at a different right. level. Again, yeah, yeah. If he if he shows up next week and right. somehow worst case worst puts case. us through that fucking. Again, we're at the hundred mil mark right there. Like, but then again, we also through. take a massive cash injection of yep. making it through the next round. Right? Like, and we'll exactly. talk about that later in the in the last and, topic here. Can go I, ahead? We, we we've talked about this too. Worst case is we get into that final year of the contract, and clubs already know that he's going to be off contract, and we're not able to renew, and he walks away for free. But I mean, we're, we're a long we're, way. Away yeah, we're a long way from there. It's I don't not think like it's next there's year. There's no way. Like, there's no way. I mean, you can't. You can't that. just assume 2025. You got to start. I mean, 2024 is the final year. If you're a team and you you say you have a, an agreement with them in 2024, we'll just wait you out and we'll pick you up. He, he would. Not, he would not. Darren himself would not waste his career like that. That's waiting for three years for. Him, yeah, I don't like, see. I don't, yeah, I don't see, see him, him being. Yeah. The furthest I see him being at Benfica is one next, more season. I think, I think if we can hold him for next year, I think that would be. Yeah, I think that's the max. I, given his age and his potential, I don't. Yeah. I don't, and I, I personally think that he's going to be gone this summer. I just think someone's going to knock on the door with enough cash that it's going to be one of those deals that we can't turn away, regardless of how influential he is. It, it, it depends. It all depends on Recost. I think Recost puts a good project together. It could convince him to stay an extra year, knowing that he can get convinced that it'll be for double the value that he is currently. If he if he thinks fifty million is good right now, next year it could be a hundred million easy. So if Darwin thinks like that, and instead of just like what's what they offer me now, I think we'll keep him for next year. But all depends on Ricosta and what team he puts together for next year. Dave says Darwin to Benfica. Darwin for Benfica is like Marcus Edwards for Vitoria. Since the minute they arrived, both clubs only have looked to sell. I I don't entirely disagree with that. Um, I think, I think that Darwin's it, agent has done a lot of talking yeah. in the media, whether it's legitimate or not about, you know, how clubs are interested. There are clubs that have, uh, at least we know for sure that West Ham has definitely made an offer. There has been talks about Manchester city Newcastle. was kind of looking in the waters. Barcelona was another one. Um, whether there's value to that or truth to that, we don't know. Um, but I think if Benfica was a club that was looking to sell him again, I think they would have pulled the trigger given the numbers that came in, in January, again, that that's just my opinion. You can also uh, say that about any guys, young player that comes into we, one of the top three, right? Like Benfica, you could say that to anyone. Like we bought, we only bought them to be able to sell them for a profit later on. Well, that's, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what. Unfortunately, that's what we are. Like we can't hold on to these players. Like as much as we want John Felix to stay to Benfica, 125 million, we can't fucking turn that down. Maybe like, they'll load them back to us. Yeah, hey, we totally forgot about this player, guys. But Marcus Rashford is absolutely a Darwin. Hmm. I don't think so. No, you dude, don't think so? I think I think a hundred percent. They play. They, he started no. off as a striker. They moved him out to the left because he's a, he's a, he's got speed. He's only twenty four years old, Marcus Rashford. Obviously, two years older. But at the age of twenty two, Marcus Rashford will have the same exact like idea of playing as Darwin has now. So I see it. I think he was more confident. I think he was, was? more of a Rashford. I think he was ah, more of a confident it, player than. I mean, you got Darwinist? you had Marcus Rashford taking a decisive penalty at uh, Parc des Princes against PSG to put them to get them to win in the ninety-first minute or something like that. I mean, yeah. if that's not confidence in a player at that age, then I don't know what the fuck. I, is. I, I I get the confidence, but look at him now. Now he doesn't. It's not, it's not even he, like he a, fell off. Yeah, he fell off. And yeah. that's so, the risk you run. That's the risk you run with Darwin. 
100 percent. to me that's what i compare him to that's i can i see that kind of potential and then i can see a fall as well that's true and and i mean rashford was one of those guys that everyone really talked up a lot him and uh greenwood right like those are the two next best things right and one of them (laughs) fucked himself up and rashford has dropped off significantly but he's young enough still to hopefully maybe turn things around for himself um Antonio da Silva says, what do you guys think of Jota on loan to Celtic? Is he having a good season? The rumor, so Celtic has the option to buy him. I believe it's for $6.5 million. Um, That's a no-brainer. But rumor is that Benfica is uh, working to give him an extension of contract, which I'm assuming is going to come with a pay increase and some sort of plan as to what your involvement is going to be next year. Um, do you guys think that would be a good idea? based on how he's doing in in Scotland? Um, or do you think it would be best to cut ties with him? I, I can take on that. I, I think I think Jota's closer to João Felix than Gonzalo Ramos, player-wise. Player wise. Like I, I see Jota being more yeah. like a like a, a player that can take the ball and take players on. He's and, more than, uh, yeah, he's more yeah. So, dynamic so than if, if you're to, if you're giving Gonzalo Ramos a chance, I think Jota deserves a chance too. And Jota like it was here at a time where there was a lot of good players ahead of him. And and he could he didn't have though he had to like either shine or 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 leave, right? Gonzalo Ramos has doesn't have that issue and he's still not shining. So I think Jota deserves to to especially like now like he has the chances on a Celtic. And he's performing. He can in you know in Scotland league league is not that much off from Portuguese league. I disagree with that. <laughs> I don't know. You think, uh, <laughs> you think Rangers? You think Celtic? Yeah, and, but other and, than, name me other name me three other Scottish teams. And, and yeah, you ask, there's, there's a huge. And, and you ask, huge, and you ask, and you ask them. There's a huge drop. To, to name, no way. Name, there's a huge uh, drop off. Dude, ask, ask, ask a Scottish person to name you other than Benfica, Porto Sporting, and another Portuguese league team. Most most people no. most people in Europe will know. They'll probably know Braga, Vitoria. Oscar was a, Oscar was a Celtic fan before. Like Celtic was <laughs> even. This weekend, Celtic or Celtics? Yeah, there you go. It's the same colors. What do you guys think, Bill Kenny? What do you think no, about I, the shot? I I think he's looked. He's I've seen. Uh, I saw the game against Rangers, and I've seen a few highlights. He's he's looked good, and I mean they they seem to love him over there. And I I mean, six point five in today's market is low, right? So like again, the risk reward. You bring him back. You don't take that six point five. Give him a little pay increase. He comes back. If he shines, you maybe sell him off for a huge profit, and you wait. Get but some the titles is, is it no, Wait, I'm, what, I'm, it's like hypothetical. What, if they, right, that's the, what, the that's the clause. Like, so clause if they want them, they say six point five, and then it's up to the, it's up to the player to decide. Correct. Yep. Oh, so I'll so go. so wait wait wait. So is is that I I don't get this. So Celtic shows up with six point five. They don't have can't to say nothing. Benfica can't, can't say no or yes. Correct. But Benfica but can, can offer him. No. He's still Benfica's player. Benfica can say, listen, we'll give you X. Right. They all. They're basically. It's basically like saying, if you want him, this is your set price. But then he has to say, yes, I want to go. The player but has Benfica the final can, say. Benfica can also say, listen, you can go if you would like. That's the set price, but we'll offer you this as well. And then he makes that decision. Okay. So ultimately, the player has the last say at the end of the day, right, if he wants to go back. And just for, Kenny, before I get your opinion, Jota has um, 26 appearances for Celtic this year, 10 goals, 9 assists. He's got 
seven goals in 17 games in the premiership, two goals and five appearances in the uh, Europa League and two appearances with one goal in uh, the League Cup. He's got six assists in the premiership. He's got one in the Scottish FA Cup uh, and two in Europa League. Is he like a pretty consistent starter now or? So looking at. He goes on and off. So he started off the season. So in the season, he has started 14 of 17 um, games. Um, he went a spell from the beginning of December until the end of December where he wasn't in the squad. Doesn't look like he was injured. He just wasn't in the squad. Um, and then in the last uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games, um, he's averaged anywhere between he had eight minutes in one and then the others, he was, you know, 62, 45, 87, 27 and 90. So it's, it's been spray. I think he was more consistently playing regularly at the beginning of the season. Um, You're also running away with the league at this point. He had most of his goals at the beginning of the season as well. In his last two, four, six games, he's got two goals. Yeah. Against, against Aberdeen. So he got Aberdeen too. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and lie that I've watched the games or, I mean, I've seen a couple of highlights, but just like, they're just goals. Right. So I don't really know, but I mean, if he's getting minutes, I mean, my opinion is that that league there, it's definitely more physical. Right. So if, if it helps him in that sense, I think that he's probably developed into a stronger player. I would, I would assume, especially if he's getting minutes, I mean, a 6 million or six and a half million clause bio clause just kind of shows what Benfica initially thought of him. I don't think they thought much of him. Has that, you know, is, has this one loan season changed that price dramatically? I mean, whether you make six and a half million or 10 million, is it really going to make that big of a difference? If, you know, you want him back on the team, is he just going to sit on the squad? I agree with Oscar. I think it has to do with what the plan is next year. If he's just going to come back and be a third option, then what's the point? But if he's going to come back and like, is he going to battle who like Everton? Is he going to be that's able to? That's what I was just going to say. If he comes back, he normally plays on the wing. He's not 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 striker, right? So he's yeah. got to compete with Darwin most likely, Everton, Darwin, Rafa. Everton, Rafa. Like, yeah. if if that's the case, if I'm the player, I'm not coming back. Um, but has his value increased that much more? I I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it to us. Um, and again, it just goes. I think we a lot of us fall in love or these questions come up because we fall in love with, Oh, but he's, he's a Seychelles kid. Like, should we give him another chance? Like I'm, I'm okay. If like these guys go and make their career somewhere else, like it is what it is at this point. I agree with Oscar. Let's find out who the coach is, what the plan is. If the coach feels like he could be a second option, then, then bring him back. But if he's going to fight with Everton, Rafa, like that's a lot to compete with. I think he's more of like a, uh, like a, a Darwin position, he's like a top three, yeah. like on the sides, right? So he's not, he's not a guy like that can. Play he likes to operate right on the left, right, right. So, so he's like a Darwin exactly position. So if the plan is maybe we lose Darwin, yeah, bring Jota back as as sure. uh, right. But if we if we are plan is and what, all what defense, if the plan is to get rid of the the Masapod and get rid of uh, Rafa. Who <laughs> <laughs> said he's, he's already gone? What if the plan yeah, is but he operates Rafa? he operates on the left though? Jota's more yeah, like means... on the left. And Darwin <laughs> yeah. doesn't operate on the right either. Shot so. the ain't replacing 
Rafa, to be, it, I mean, he's not, he's not. But what, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that it all depends on what the plan is for the current team that we have to right now. If maybe the plan is, may, uh, the, listen, Yarmachuk is not going to be a player that we get, we can trust for the future. Seferovic is not going to be a player we trust for the future. And then maybe bring these guys back. I, I don't know. I don't know. It all depends what uh, off this offseason brings to Benfica and what Ricosta hasn't planned for them. Fair. Good question, Tony. Um, all right, so we have our selling price here. Some say 80, some say 100. Um, I'm of the opinion of at least 100. Um, I'm of the opinion that if he continues to do the way, play the way he is, I think we will get an offer of 100 million this summer. Um, so time will tell. Hopefully there's no injuries and, and he can get us uh, maybe at least 30 goals this year. Um, before we do the predictions for Boavista, I wanted to run through the Champions League games and just kind of get everyone's thoughts here. Um, I'll bring up the games on the screen and we'll just run through and see who you think is going to progress. Um, so let me see. Do I need to make this bigger? So uh, Man City. <laughs> yeah. It's right, so we got them all on the screen here. Right, so <laughs> City, right? I think we all knew that how it was going to play out. PSG, Real Madrid. PSG won today at home against Real Madrid. I wonder where your uh, cousin is, by the way. I know he's usually on the chat. <laughs> Yeah. Some people some people ask where you know, oh, where's did you guys have a pod today? Did you have a pod today? We're here, guys. In case you missed us, we do have a pod today. We do. Um I think that's a direct shot at um uh, my friend uh Paulo Pereira. away goals. I haven't seen his name pop up, so he might not be watching. No, away away not. goals uh don't matter anymore. Um, what do you guys think, Kenny? I'll start with you since you're on the top here. Who do you think is going to go through in this? All right, I have to blow this up a little bit because uh, I'm almost all a bit bang. Um, all right, so I uh, you you have to go with me, right? So I'll go with City. I actually think Madrid will turn it around. All right, we're gonna um, go one by one. one, one by one. Hold on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. All right. So you're saying Real Madrid goes through over PSG? Yeah. Okay, Bill. What do you think of that game? This is this is a biased opinion because you're a Real Madrid fan. I, I know, I know. But I didn't watch the My game. Heart. But I also saw that people were saying that PSG was all so. Over. PSG dominated the game, and uh, I forget who it was at halftime. It might have been Henri or maybe Jamie Carragher made the comment of like, since UEFA got rid of the away goals rule, like, yeah, and it made sense because Real was sitting deep, knowing that they didn't need to like press to try to get the away goal, like. If they could get the draw, the zero zero there, then they can go home and try to squeak out a win. Um, but I think that that PSG squad has too much firepower. I think I think PSG goes through. Oscar, you agree? I agree. PSG. All right. So we got one Real Madrid, two PSGs. I think PSG goes through as well. I think there's a lot of way too much talent there. But then again, they've also shown that. Um, they're very capable of underperforming. So, like Barcelona, when they won like like four yeah. one, and then they lost. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one. All right, so so starting at the top here, we got everyone City. We got a split. We got one Real Madrid, three PSG, uh, Salzburg, Bayern. I'll start at the bottom. Oscar, Bayern, Bill, yeah, Bayern, Kenny. Bayern. Okay, I think this one will have some different opinions here. Inter, Liverpool, Kenny. Uh, I haven't seen Inter. My Inter's in like first place, right? Second, I believe. AC Milan's in I think first. Milan's in first. I'll go. I'll go Liverpool. 
And Liverpool enters in second, one point back of Milan, but they have a game in hand. All right, so Kenny says Liverpool, Bill? Yeah, I'm going to go Liverpool. Oscar? I see, I would go normally Liverpool, but <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling Inter's going to pull it through with Italian style soccer. All right, so Oscar's going with, with Inter. Inter. I'm going to go Liverpool. I think they're just way too talented, too experienced to... To Those let front off. players they have. I mean, it's not just the front three anymore. Like it's not just Mane and and they got a more experienced manager. Yeah, uh, Inzaghi. I mean, so much. Yeah. yeah. So we got another split. We got three to one. Um, in this one, uh, Chelsea, Lille. Bill, I'm gonna start with you since you're a plastic fan. I mean, uh, Chelsea fan. Sorry, yeah. I mean, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea goes through. Oh, Easily. surprise. Easily. 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 Oh, here we go. <laughs> like they were going to beat Al-Ali um, or Al-Ali. Al Al hey, hey, world, world champs, <laughs> okay? Oh, my God. Shut <laughs> up. Oscar. I think, I think Chelsea will go through. Kenny? I fucking hate Chelsea, so I'm going to say Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate Chelsea. Yes. Um, I would love for Chelsea to, to buy out. And then, by the way, for the record, I've been a Leo fan since like a little baby. Yeah, little, little not just saying, I can yeah. confirm that too. Zephont, too. He's a big Zephont. Yeah. Um, Villarreal, Juventus, Oscar. Tough, tough, tough game. But I, I, I think Juventus will go through. Bill? I think Villarreal with the upset. Ooh. Kenny? I'm going to go Juventus. I'm going to go Villarreal here as well. Unai Emery, when it comes to European competitions, he's fucking tough nut to These break. These Spanish teams, dude. Dude, these, I don't know what it is. Oh, like not top three Spanish teams, but like these these lower tier ones, they just, they get, they fucking get their way through. And Juve hasn't looked, hasn't looked impressive all season. I'm going to leave us for last. Um, Atleti, Man United. Oscar, I'm going to start with you since you're a United fan. And then you're going to start with the, okay, good. You're going to start with Canada, Mifiki, okay. Love it. All right. Here is gonna is a is a tough because we have Ronaldo one side, you have Joao on the other. And they're both sucking right now, meaning both Atletico and Manchester United. But man, United Ronaldo owns Atletico Madrid. So I'm gonna go to United. Okay. Bill. I mean, I, I I agree. He Ronaldo is Mr. Champions League. He just <laughs> Especially against Atletico, like somehow just pulls these performances out of fucking nowhere. Uh, both teams aren't playing well, and I, I, I think Ronaldo is the deciding factor in it. Kenny? Oh, man, this one's a tough one. Um, dude, man, you struggled a lot, and I don't like that new coach. Um, I think there's, similar to Benfica, there's a lot of, like, locker room issues. I'll, I'll go the other way. I'll go Atleti. I agree. I think Atleti is going to pull it off. I, I watch them. I don't watch them very often. I watched them this weekend, and they were down a man in a fucking crazy game. I don't remember who it was against, but they managed to win and the death. Um, that was a nice assist by Joao. Yeah, the header. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you went coach for coach, like who do you think? I mean, Simeone's not a bad. I mean, Simeone for me all day. Coach for coach, all you go day, Simeone. Right? I mean, yeah. even even yeah. tactically, Champions League, I feel like. And yeah, he's got, they've, been, like, they've been struggling big time. I know, right? I know. They have, they have. But I mean, Man United's also struggled as well, right? Like, I don't know. I, I think Man United's more capable of scoring goals, but I also think Man United's also more capable of conceding goals, whereas Atleti's normally pretty buttoned up. Um, well, what's happened with Griezmann? Is he hurt? 
Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I so think why, he hasn't been off. playing at all. He hasn't been playing at all. He didn't play. I think. I think for like this game, like Ronaldo two years ago, I'd be like, "That's a difference maker. I'm going Man U." But I just, I don't it's, see that. It's that. a Champions League. No matter how much this guy fucking struggles, I know, I know, I know. He shows up for these moments. Uh, he is injured, Oscar. He's got a muscle injury. Just, just look. look and, the last, the last few games. like we, like we say for Benfica, until they prove me wrong, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna keep going. That and until Ronaldo does not show up in Champions League. I'm going to keep fucking, you got to keep betting on the guy because it seems like every fucking moment like this, he just shows up and especially against Atletico Madrid, like but, he fucking just, carries them. Just, just look up, look up Atletico Madrid on, on football or whatever it is. And the last few games, the last games, the last 20 games, they lost so many fucking games. Yeah. They've been it's very insane. Yeah. yeah. But insane. I mean, Man United hasn't been much better. I mean, yeah. But also in a much more competitive league, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I, so we have a split there, two and two. Um, and last but not least, Benfica Ajax. Kenny, I'm going to start with you. What do you think <laughs> is going to come with us? Uh, I'm going to go with Ajax, and I'm going to I'm going to expect the worst, and maybe Hope be surprised by by the best. So yeah, Ajax. He's going reverse psychology here, Bill. Yeah, as much as my heart wants to say Benfica, I, I just, I mean, I, I think I shared it in our group text. There's, I saw a stat. They had like Ajax has scored like 110 goals and conceded 10 all season. Like that's just absurd. And I think we're in for. I would also laugh that their league isn't very good either, but. Right. Like, but I mean, that also includes Champions League, which they've bossed in yep. the group stage. Um, I, I think we're, uh, yeah, I, I think Ajax, I think. We laughed today at Spartan. I think we might be in for the same type of shit next okay. week. And they crushed Spartan too, right? In the the first one was five to one. I don't remember what the second one. I know I they lost re- in the second one. It was four to two. I have here written four to two, but I don't know if it was that game. It was the, it sec- was. the well, second game. I actually qualified. I think they. Yeah, it was the last like, game. Yeah, last game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, Spartan, Spartan yeah, yeah. beat Dortmund the second to last game. Yeah. Um, they got some. They got some good. Like, I think. Dif- difference makers on that team. That Anthony guy is really good. good. And Holler scoring goals left and right. Holler, Tadich, yeah. and I, when I Holler was in, when a Holler was in England, he wasn't really doing shit. And all of a sudden he goes to Ajax and he's scoring goals for fun. Um, Oscar. So we got two Ajax. What are you thinking? Man, I, I see is I know, I know my, my, my heart tells me that I'm stupid and that, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to believe something that's we, not going to happen. We can agree with your heart, <laughs> but I, I'm going to go with Benfica passing this this thing. And I tell you because I, even the the year that Ajax went to the uh, to the semifinals, Benfica played them, and we outplayed them. And uh, like legit, they beat us one zero, and then we tied one one. But we outplayed them. We should have won both those games. And uh, and I'm going to go with Benfica knows how to play Ajax. That's it. Fuck it. With Verissimo and I don't give a shit. You know, if we all agreed on AX and then Benfica passed through, we could all just go down that same route. Like go play against them, play against them, and they'll continue down. (laughs) You know? I um I'm I'm divided here. I think that I'm hopeful that the fact that it's a Champions League game brings a different other element of motivation and different element of confidence for these players, right? Like while the league is, is nearly impossible. 
Um, this is really the only other stage that they have left to really like show some dignity and some pride and to be able to make an impact. Um, I think that at home we will get a result. Um, and I think away it'll be extremely tough. Um, but I'm fuck it. I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to go with Oscar here and I'm going to split the, Split the, the middle here. I'm going to go. You two that. next week. I'm with you guys. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I, you know, power to you guys. But listen, I'm, I'm riding me and Oscar on the uh, two seater Corvette cruise. You know what happened with, you know what happened with that when you were driving last no, time? You know, what I'm not driving. <laughs> Oscar's driving this time. I mean, <laughs> See, see now, now I don't know if that's much better. Every time Mike goes with a score, I I know he's gonna get it wrong. So, fuck. No, Oscar's like fuck. I wish you went first, so I, I, I wouldn't. I know. Anything no, Mike good. says, I'll go the opposite. It is a Benfica podcast anyway, so it's good that you guys are on board. Yeah, we Power need to. to br- we're gonna the break realist. the trend, Oscar. We're gonna break. break, break the, trend. the realist. Yeah, it's it's because yeah. you're driving yes. the Corvette is is gonna be the difference. I'm not driving this time. Um, to finish off. Predictions for Boavista. Boavista is currently um, they have 12th, three wins. Twelfth place. They have three wins. They are two points clear of the relegation playoff. Um, Petit tie everything. has them playing better. Um, from their last five games, they've managed four draws and one loss. Um, score six goals, seven conceded. They don't score very many. They don't concede very many. Um, we played against them recently in the Tasa Liga. Uh, we also played against them without Darwin, without Otamendi, and without Rafa. Um, but a game that we struggled against them, we see what they're capable of. Um, hopefully having those three back in the squad will make a big difference for us. Uh, a big game. Uh, again, we get the opportunity to put some pressure on on Sporting uh, ahead of their game um, so they can go into their game with one point back. Also, don't forget that they're going to be missing quite a few players given the suspensions that were dished out today. Um, I thought only, only Pedina got suspended. Pedina got suspended. Tabata is automatically suspended for two games um, until they come out with the final decision. And then, you know, what else can come from that? But we know how Portugal functions, so who knows how long it's going to take and, and whatever. Suspended. Is he finally going to get suspended for the, the fifth yellow? From from last year. Year. Yeah. It's just from he, last got, year. he got suspended three games, um, which I think is interesting. Uh, but nonetheless... Um, so big game. So I'm going to ask you guys your opinion on the result and quickly, would you field our strongest squad or would you make some rotations with Ajax in mind on Wednesday, Bill? I think we have, yeah, we have, I think we have to go with our strongest squad. I don't think we can look to rest. We play what Saturday. Friday, Friday. Friday. Oh, dude, you get plenty of time between. We play between at, games. We play at Stade yeah. Vesa Friday, and then we play at home on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah I think it's plenty of time. time. I think you, you go with our strongest squad, um, and I think we we win two one. All right, another two one result. Uh, Oscar, I think we definitely go with our strongest squad. I mean, we play Friday. We play the next game is Wednesday. It's like almost a whole week. Uh, in the in between, so the whole squad, and I think it'll be a three-one win. Okay, any? 
Yeah, uh, I think, you know, we have to go strong squad the rest of the way. I don't, I don't think th there should be any excuses as to why we would be saving players for anything at this point in time. Um, and I think we will – I say we're going to do 2-0. Okay. You have, you have the right to change your picks before kickoff, as usual. Um do I ride Kenny's hot wave or do I go with something different? Uh, we should have had Kenny go first to see if you guys ride the wave with him or if you changed your minds. Um, I'm going to go two to one. I, this team is incapable of keeping a clean sheet, it seems. Um, so maybe we'll start the game down 1-0 automatically just to get that goal. I feel like something will pop up. We are home, right? Something. Away, away. We're away. Oh, we are we're away. away. Are you gonna change? Oh, I your might mind? change mine. Oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Benfica will get woken up at like three in the morning with some fireworks and some yeah. shit. I'm gonna go <laughs> one, two to one for Benfica in this game. Um, gentlemen, uh, anything else that we wanted to cover that we didn't cover in this conversation today? We still got we got five minutes left. Anything that you guys wanted to touch on? Yes. Sure. I want to give a shout out to Pizza Dan. Oh boy! Because <laughs> I knew that was coming. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was uh, coming. He went. He went to uh, Istanbul. Did you figure <laughs> out Istanbul? Istanbul. Yeah, Instagram. I had the team. But yeah, Istanbul. Besak Kasehir. It's Mazak <laughs> Yeah. He, he played. Yeah. Already. yeah. He played. He played. He played seventy six minutes. Man of the match. Scored a goal. So. Easy. Yeah, there you go. His jersey is in the mailbox. You know, don't worry about it. All I know, all I know is that it, let, let's keep watching him. He's gonna keep. He's gonna come back stronger than ever. The S. The S is before the N. Istanbul, not Instable. Instable. Oh my God. <laughs> the team's owned by Instagram. I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip that section right there. <laughs> Instable. Uh, um, hey, congrats to him. I, 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 I right. I'm proud. It's a good, it's a good start. And I sent him an Instagram actually. Of course you did. Did he I respond? No, motherfucker, didn't even read it. <laughs> um, Bill, Kenny, anything else that you guys wanted to add? I think uh, Jan Rodrigo should be our starting striker. He's had a couple of chances in the last Dude, couple yeah. of weeks. His footwork at the on that one on. I think that was a mistake. I think he just got carried away. I don't know, it's good. It looked it looked pretty clean to me, but he's had a few a few good runs up top. You can put one in. I'll be okay with it. I don't care how he puts it in. Um, Kenny, anything else you wanted to add? Or are we good? No, I think we're good. Okay. I am all set. No right. props to Peasy? No, not. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a Turkish league, dude. Yeah, yeah, league. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the Scott, right? The Scottish league isn't that bad either. And, you know. <laughs> um, for those of you who are in the chat, uh, thank you for joining the conversation. Um, don't forget to give us a like, give us a share, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, you can also listen to us in the audio format, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, etc. Um, so don't forget to give us a like, share. Um, there were quite a few watching, but again, some shy people who don't want to join the conversation. That's fine. Um, we will be back, uh, next Monday. Um, our, our normal day is for Mondays, but since yesterday was the day of the romantics, um, I actually said, let's do the podcast on Monday. And then I remembered that, oh shit, tomorrow's Valentine's day. So I have to change it. Um, 
so we'll be back next week uh, to preview the Ajax match and to look at um, what happened at Stadio Dubesa on Friday. We'll be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast and the other group of guys um, to talk about um, some more Benfica and, and what their thoughts were on the game against Santa Clara and what their prediction is for the game against uh, Boa Vista. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for uh, a good conversation once again. We will chat next week. And of course, Viva Benfica. Viva Benfica. Good night, boys. Thank you.